this has been a really good kick in the tail for, for all of us. Um, it, it has made me anyway appreciate, you know, where we are, uh, what, you know, it isn't, you're not going to do, you know, 25 and 30% growth year over year. It just doesn't work like that. So, I mean, this has been a good reset for, you know, for, for us, for our team. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Okay, welcome to Peer Talk. There are a number of great business owners out there, just like yourself, who would love to share their experiences with you, and we hope to give them a voice. Today's episode is sponsored by PeerTech, the industry's first real-time, quarterly, and affordable financial benchmarking tool, real-time industry data with actionable insights. Contact PeerTech today at peertechappapp.com. Today's topic is coming out of crisis for the event rental company. We have two very special guests with us. One is Jeff Croto, who is the owner of All About Events in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Jeff started in the industry way back in 2006, where he spent about four or five years working with United Rental of Northeast Florida before he opened up All About Events. He went on to become the ARA president of Florida, as well as region three president director, or region three director at this point. Our second guest is a friend of Jeff Crotto, and that is Brandon Algren, who is the owner of Elite Events and Rentals in Tampa, Florida. Brandon has been active and running that operation for over 13 years now, and he currently is the president of ARA of Florida. Welcome. Welcome to Peer Talk, everybody. My name is Dan Crowley, and I'm here today with two outstanding individuals from the area of party and event rental. Um, the first is Jeff Crotto from Jacksonville. He runs and has, was the founder of All About Events in Jacksonville. He is a former ARA of Florida leader, president, and also um, is the American Rental Association uh, region three uh, director at this time. We also have Brandon Algren with us from Elite Events and Rentals in Tampa, and he is the current ARA of Florida president. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent to have you here. So, the topic we want to address is um, you know, how both your operations responded to the crisis that you went through in 2020 and obviously some ups and downs and, and quite, uh, you know, some things that impacted you both regarding personal impact and business impact. And, uh, we still obviously have a ways to go, but, uh, we're looking forward to getting your responses on this. So let's jump right into it. And, uh, why don't you tell us about your, let's start with Brandon. Brandon, tell us about your journey up to 2020. What was your business like? Um, you know, when did you find it? I think it was 13 years ago. And uh, how did you get to this point in 2020, beginning of 2020? Yeah, uh, thanks, Dan, again, for uh, having me on today. I appreciate it. Um, 
Yeah, uh, we were, uh, I just called rapid growth. We were uh, go, 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 go. Um, take every job you can get, go, go, go. And um, seeing in, in our numbers were speaking for themselves. We were, you know, heading uh, to a, not having enough uh, rental or, you know, warehouse space, which we never have enough warehouse space, but, you know, we were just in the growth mode, always growing, buying, grow, buy, grow, buy. And, um, and, and then March 2020 happened. We, <laughs> oh yeah. Do you well, want me to ready. go into detail we're, about, about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're looking forward to hearing about that, but what your business, um, did you start with tents or did you start directly in events and, and, you know, involving tents or like, give, give me a little background on, on your type of business versus another party event operator. Yeah. Yeah. Dan. Um, so basically when I started the business, you know, I, I went in it with tents, tables and chairs, uh, you know, and I was working a full-time job when I started it and then finally was able to take a leap and leave my full-time job to, to grow elite events and rentals. And, um, you know, we were, you know, we pretty much now do, you know, 48% of our business is tenting. Um, and from there it's, you know, tables, chairs, um, staging, dance floor. Um, but we are your standard full party rental company from, you know, anything from backyards to the large structures. Gotcha. Okay. What about Jeff? You're on the other side of the state there in Jacksonville. Um, you started up about 10 years ago. Why don't you tell us about your path to 2020? Sure. Uh, like I said, like Brandon said, thanks for having us, Dan. Um, so I started the business in, uh, in 2010. Uh, I was actually working for uh, another event rental company and just kind of uh, my background was in, you know, customer service and, and that sort of thing. And I just felt like, you know, it sort of could, could be done better than they were doing it. And um you know, started the business in 2010 with, you know, literally the entire inventory was in a 10 by 10 storage unit. And like Brandon said, you know, very similar, just, you know, took, 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 took all the work, just said yes to everything. Um, didn't really give any consideration to whether it made money or not, whether it made sense or not. We just said yes to, to everything. Um, and, you know, just in the last couple of years prior to 2020, 2018 and 2019, we started you know, a little more selective of what we were doing, but, you know, we had, uh, you know, we've grown to more than 30 people and, um, you know, with, with inventory that, uh, in similar to Brandon, basically everything from tents and everything underneath the tables and chairs and et cetera. Um, our focus is more weddings and that kind of stuff. So we've done more weddings, more like 55% of our business is weddings. Um, you know, it has been, you know, from the beginning, and our inventories, you know, reflective of that. We have, you know, a pretty extensive linen um, inventory and things like that. But um, that's sort of been our our path to get, you know, to where we are. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. And and like so, Jeff, for you, mid March, I'm coming back from California. We literally finished a peer group meeting on a Tuesday. And I think the shutdown happened Wednesday, or it might even have been Tuesday. I was flying. Uh, from west to east what was it like where you were where were you what happened what were the immediate reactions for you and your employees and and so forth so you know it's funny we um i'm in a i'm in a in a peer group you run dan which brandon and i are both in the same group and there's uh nine of us in our peer group and we have a group 
text thread that we, you know, that we constantly, you know, talking about problems that we have and telling jokes and, you know, but sharing stories and stuff. And when this all happened, like in one night, I think it was March, you know, 11th, maybe the NBA canceled their, you know, suspended their season and the NCAA tournament was canceled. And then um, Tom Hanks got COVID and it was like, the first reaction was basically like, you know, what the hell is going on? And it, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we just saw everything started to cancel. Um, and, you know, initially started where they brides were canceled. Brides were trying to have their event in those, you know, those middle two weeks of March, but their venues were basically canceling on them. Wow. And, you know, it just, it just really fast kind of, you know, kind of went away. And when this, CDC, I'll never forget the CDC on Sunday night, and I think it was the 15th of March, they sent a, their, they made the rule of, you know, no gatherings of 10 people or more. I texted the bad group. It was like, my literal text was game over. Like, if you're not going to let people gather groups of 10, I got no shot. Um, and it's, it was, it was scary. I mean, I don't know the way to say it. You know, we ended up closing um, you know, a week or so later, we closed the office for a month. I frankly did it because I was trying to be ahead of it a little bit. Um, and we didn't, it didn't have any work to do at that point. And, you know, I figured that our governor or the president would shut everything down. Um, you know, which never really happened. Um, but it was, it was, it was scary. It was like everything you worked for for 10 years is going to go out the, go out the window and, you know, in one, you know, one fell swoop and having gone through slowdowns and, you know, 708, when I was in the industry before I started my business, you know, we went down, you know, 25%. It wasn't like literally the spigot got turned off and we were off by 100%, you know, overnight. So it was, it was dark days. Gosh. And, and on, um, in your case, Brandon, um, you know, I know, I know a couple of your employees, but were they in on it too? Did you share right away? Like, oh my gosh, we're headed for, for trouble. Yeah. I mean, we, um, you know, it, man, I'm just reliving that through my head right now. And it's just like crazy listening to Jeff, you know, repeat it all. Um, we, I, I can remember clear as day, like kind of, you know, two days before it happened or when it started, I was like, well, they're never going to shut us down. That would never happen. And then, um, it happened. And I, I will tell you from the moment I decided to start making decisions, hard decisions, decisions that were going to affect um, the families that worked here. Uh, it was it was pretty hard, and, and it changed rapidly. I thought I was going to keep my sales team on longer than I did. Um, you know, I, I started we started letting people go from the back as quickly as the jobs were canceling. I mean, it was just crazy the amount of jobs just canceling. Wow. Um, we, you know, it was it was kind of like a, a rush of uh, you know. I, I remember saying, okay, we're going to let go of five people today. And one was a really hard one, but it was something that we wouldn't really, the position wouldn't be needed at the time. And I let go of those five. And by the time I was done, it was getting worse on the news and stuff. I'm like, oh, we got to let go more. Like it was just like rapid. And then before we knew it, it was, uh, it was, uh, I don't know, less than a few days. And everybody was, we all, we laid there. Everybody got laid off for, uh, until we got our PPP money. So your, your businesses are very rare in that, uh, because of the policy, governmental policies, you, you were probably one of the industries most hit hard by the immediate policy changes. And 
not only that, but as individuals operating your businesses, you were dealing with the back end, which we just got done talking about, which was the employees. But tell us a little bit about, uh, give us a couple of stories about from the from the front end when the customers are are hitting you with the landslide of cancellations and and so forth. What was that like, Brandon? Well, that was the hardest part, I think, dealing with customers and cancellations. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, a lot of people uh, that, you know, uh, and just, I don't think I said this, I, I had about 50 staff almost. I was at 48 or so right before COVID happened. And um, we were getting, we were literally gearing up to hire like five or 10 more because we needed more help for the big jobs that were coming up in the April and May. Um, but yeah, when the cancellations started rolling in, um, you know, we were considered essential if we were going to be doing, you know, anything related to the government, COVID, CDC stuff or whatever like that. Um, but there just was no work at that point. Um, so, you know, and we had, a, and, you know, we kind of, I always feel like with the rental, like we always take 50% deposit and the other 50% do 10 days before delivery. Well, I mean, we, uh, there did, there came a point where it was like, if we had to give all this money back, we wouldn't have had it. So we had to make a decision that was hard to say, um, you know, Hey, we're not giving back any refunds. Um, and we're going to, you know, give credits and we'll work with every customer as best we can. Um, and that's what we've done. And I would say, 98%, maybe 95% have been very fair um, in understanding. And then you have that couple handful of people that, you know, have, you know, are not going to do their wedding. So now we're trying to figure out how we can work with them and give them additional, you know, credits or use it for future events and stuff. So, Interesting. Um, yeah. And Jeff, you, you, uh, so when, how quickly did you move to layoffs and did you guys, either one of you do layoffs prior to knowing about PPP? So, you know, just before we get into that, the spigot gets turned off. You guys now are, are facing, you know, total pandemonium in your business. And um, but you were. Did you go forward with the layoffs prior to understanding there might be some kind of help? Yeah, I mean, you know, they were obviously talking about a lot of things at that time. I mean, they were talking about the extended or excuse me, the expanded uh, unemployment benefits. I remember my GM at the time came to me and asked, basically, you know, there looks like they're going to do something extra on unemployment. Will you wait to lay me off until that happens and, and things like that? But it was moving so fast. And, you know, we, we had on a Friday, I had my, uh, we had a new sort of production manager we had hired and a salesperson, both of them were working out of notice. That was their last day. And I thought the saving on Monday, I sort of felt like the savings of those two people people would keep us where we didn't need to make a bunch of other drastic changes. And then three days later, I decided we we're going to close the whole place down. Gotcha. It was just, it was just happening so fast. And you know, yeah, there may be help coming, but you know, what does that help look like? Is it, if it's a, you know, and this is where the, our, our peer group helps is that, you know, if that's a, a half a million dollar loan, instead of a, you know, a loan that turns to a grant that, you know, do you want to pay for that loan for the next 10 years to keep these people around with no work, and the answer that's probably no. As as rough as that sounds, so you know, we yeah. just we didn't know at that point what it was going to look like. 
Good point, Brandon. Yeah, and I I agree with Jeff. We, you know, we didn't know what kind of help we were going to get at that time. Um, and, and, and gosh, as we know, they can't make any decisions half of the time. So, you know, I we, we made the decision immediately. Um, we figured we needed the, the cash we had in the bank. We needed to let that long last as long as possible. And, it, you know, it sounds horrible, but there was an incentive to kind of let your staff go at the beginning. You're like, okay, they'll do they'll they'll make more potentially or they'll make what they were making or a good amount if if we lay them off there's no work there's nothing to do um and so with unemployment benefits in florida they were doing pretty decently um correct me if i'm wrong jeff i think they were making 875 a week um but didn't realize how that would be a problem trying to get staff back um when the ppp did come through but yeah i mean it was it was it was an immediate decision for us Gotcha. And then, you know, obviously we then saw the PPP money come out or the presentation around it. Um, uh, There was also EIDL money um, that was being made available kind of separately, which would have been more a little bit of forgiveness, but more of a, a potential loan there. But then uniquely, they also went back. I know the Small Business Administration went back and looked at their existing 504 loan programs, right? And you, I think you had one of those, right, Brandon? I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. It was the SBA um, five, 504 or 507 or something. Um, yeah. yeah, we, we did. And we were, we were very, uh, you know, we were thankful that the, that they would go ahead and, you know, I think it was six months of payments they covered. Gotcha. Yeah. It's the, it looks like it's the seven a and the 504, that's what it was. Um, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so they were able to kind of give you a little bit of a break there um, in the interim, which I know that affected just a few of our members because they were sitting on those types of loans. But the EIDL money, obviously, um, did did both of you guys take EIDL money or was it strictly like, oh, how many personnel do you have? We'll give you 10 grand in EDIL grants money. What did you have? Yes, yeah, so we got the. Oh, go ahead, No, um, quickly, uh, we we got the PPP money on April fourteenth, um, and uh, and then we after that we got the the EIDL grant of ten thousand, and then we received. Um, we also elected at the moment um, to take um, the hundred and fifty uh, EIDL money. Also, gotcha. Okay. And, and, um, similar, uh, what did you do, Jeff? Yeah, basically the same thing. So we got our PPP about 10 days, I think after Brandon did like the 23rd or 24th of April, mm-hmm. um, the 10,000 from EIDL, I may have gotten that before that, but got the 10 grand then. And then we went through some stuff with the EIDL. We actually didn't get it until about a month ago or six weeks ago. There was a, there was an issue, something in the in our file they saw and flagged, and we had to prove basically it wasn't what they had wasn't right or whatever. But we we did finally get that about uh, you know six weeks or so ago, and that was able. You know, oh, that's great news! Very good. Yeah, yeah. Because when that money came across, I know a lot of people were happy to have that kind of breathing space, uh, even if it was going to be a loan. Uh, it was it was decent enough to keep keep things going through the summer. So let's talk about summer. Um, you know, things started to change. Uh, I saw pivoting happening inside of the rental industry with partying event. Um, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about your pivot and, you know, what you were facing in terms of 
potential customers and getting some uh, some work going finally? So we we got some some long term work. You know, originally early on we got you know a few restaurants like. Like most people do, tense dims, um, and those stayed up for varying lengths of time for two or three or four, or whatever. Um, and then situations that we typically did because we typically would do because those events typically you know, moved outside in the world of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's one county in North Florida, North, Northeast Florida, we did we did basically all their high school graduations, you know, in over a few days moving stages around different football fields and stuff and uh you know did some of that stuff and then um and then as the colleges and stuff went back we've got to done some work for one of our local universities um but the blessing for us i think from the beginning has been that again back to what i said originally we do so many weddings you know those are the first thing people kind of you know were able to you know they're they're a personal event so they're able to do it as long as you know it's allowed and luckily in florida for the most part our governors allowed them to to do those things so we've we've had weddings all through the summer, now, albeit smaller and what have you. But the fact that we do so many weddings normally has been a been a bit of a blessing for us as we've moved through the you know the second half of the year. So so Jeff, before we move over to Brandon on the same topic, what give us a picture of you know you're going into shutdown in the spring. Now you're opening up in the summer and fall. Tell us how your revenue started to come back and what percentage it is of your normal you know compared to. 2019 data. Sure. So, so April and May. So we were, like I said, we got the PPP towards the end of April. So we were basically not, we didn't work for about the first three weeks of April. Um, so we were only here for a week or so. We, I think in April we were down 94%. So, I mean, effectively closed. May was similar. It was like 92%. And then when we got into the summer, we got into June and July and August, we were more like 50 to 60%. Um, and then as we, as we move forward, it's more like 60, 65, 70%. And some of it depends on the months because like, you know, typically in Northeast Florida anyway, you know, July and August is slower. So those numbers, you know, historically are smaller. So it's a little easier to get to 60% or 70% of those numbers. So gotcha. like right now we're doing about two, about two thirds of what we typically would do in October, November. So have you adjusted your um, staffing to to match that or are you still kind of borrowing or or banking yeah, we, um yeah we brought when we first came back we brought 10 people back and then we gradually added a few more to the point that we got to where we basically brought everybody back that we you know wanted to bring back or or would come back because we had some move home and things like that mm-hmm. and then since then we've added to it so we're doing about two-thirds of the work with about two-thirds of the staff currently Gotcha. Okay. And um, so same question, Brandon, in your case, what, what did it look like the rebound? I, I think you came back a little bit quicker than some others in our um, market because you were pivoting on, on some business, doing some new things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say, you know, we um, were able to, you know, reach out. We got a, we got one um, test site that really, you know, that COVID drive-through test site, which was amazing. And, uh, and then, you know, we had another rental company that hired us to go down south and do some work. And then, you know, working with all of our local um, um restaurants and the courthouse we did some tents in front of so our 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 long-term rental 
tents um, were very beneficial to help us keep us in this area. We brought back, I think it was like 19 when we got the PPP and we're down to like 11 or something like that. Um, and we, um, we've adjusted based off of what we do. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at, you know, keeping it slim at the moment, um, and, and doing the business that we can handle everyone that goes, are you busy? And I said, well, we're busy because of the staff that we have in place or how much staff we have. If we would, if we would have the normal staff and had all the trucks running, we would be really busy. We wouldn't be that busy at all, but we're keeping ourselves busy by not allowing us to just take anything. Um, and, um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're the long-term tent part had been very, very helpful for us. So we're, we're, you know, we're, we're happy about that. We are seeing a lot of that long-term stuff slowly come down. Um, and you know, like all the test site and stuff that all came down now. So now we're, you know, just in a, you know, now we're kind of, we are starting to pick up, you know, the nice thing about, you know, our busier season is usually like October, um, November and December, and we get a little slow in January. And then February, March, we're really busy. So you know, we're 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 seeing things move. Uh, we so the last event we did before COVID hit, the week COVID hit, we did a Grand Prix down in St. Petersburg, Florida, mm-hmm. and they couldn't even get the the event got canceled. Basically, we set up this huge job done. Well. I like to report last week, we just did it. They re they rescheduled it. They allowed 20,000 people to attend it. And it wasn't to the scale that we did it the first time, but it was a, you know, a good scale of tents and tables, just not as big. Um, but you know, it was kind of nice to get back to normal in a way. I feel like we're getting back to normal somewhere. Wow. That's something still a long way to go. And then, yeah. um, yeah, so and and you guys, so we know a bit about what happened state by state with COVID. What what was the reaction? Um, how did your uh, company fare? Uh, let's start with Brandon. In in your case, um, are your your employees? You got policy changes? Are you doing anything different? Well, yeah, I think you um, you know. Well, let me say this kind of more on a business thing. Like we decided when we brought people back, there was no, it wasn't, you know, we had a good group of people and everybody we brought back originally, we thought were, were good people. Everybody has bad habits. Right. Um, and, and we basically, I, I brought everybody back <laughs> and said, we're going to, I know you guys have a way to do it and there's a right way to do it. And, and I basically just told them, I said, we're going to start doing it the right way. And if we're not doing it the right way, and if you're not going to be a team player, then we don't, then you don't need to work here. Um, and, and, and everybody was pretty much on, but I, I, I weeded out a few and it was and since I've weeded them out, I've seen my, uh, the morale change within my staff, which is for the better mm-hmm. with that we developed, you know, more policies on how to handle things took the time see in florida it's i I, people laugh when i say this i wish we had a winner sometimes because we never have time to catch up on anything i feel like we're always uh you know we don't get we're always just go 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 we don't have an extreme slow season um and i'm not complaining about that i'm just saying we don't have a lot of time to catch up so we basically spent the first you know eight weeks cleaning everything painting uh, you know trimming up tables all that kind of you know i mean we cleaned a lot and a lot of guys didn't want to just clean so they left and i get that but you know regarding health wise yeah we've put in place for you know um for people to stay healthy and we 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 provided masks for the staff and um you know and work on you know making sure that everybody is keeping healthy yeah it's a it's a fascinating change this year it's like everybody everybody sort of slowed down and said hey we're going to be safe i know the ara 
had some initiatives. Jeff, why don't you talk a bit about your company and, and you know, the ARA and what the SAFE initiative and now they're doing a preparedness series and all that. Um, do you feel like your employees have taken it serious? Well, we, we I probably would have said no. And then I actually got COVID. And I think it was a little bit of a wake. I think it was a little bit of a wake up call for the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I you know when I the first day I felt sick, I stayed home. It, well, it was over a weekend. I felt home, stayed home, and it didn't get any better. Or whatever, so I, I stayed home and got tested and waited for the results. So I, I sort of quarantined, you know, and nobody was really around me. And but it was I think it was a little bit of a wake up call that it's it's not an abstract on the news, you know, kind of thing. It's not a quote unquote hoax or whatever. Good point. Um, yeah, and um, you know, so far that's I'm the only one. But every, others got tested and you know was, were negative, thankfully, and things like that. So you know that was all good. But I think that made us, you know, start doing some other things. You know, we from the time we came back, like we would typically have three guys in a truck. We stopped that, so it was two guys in a truck. And if you needed a third guy, they brought a separate vehicle. Um, you know, we require customers to wear masks if they come in. You know, to look in the showroom. And obviously our staff to wear masks, you know, mirroring them. And gotcha. you know, contact us, assign contact, pick the stuff up without, you know, staying in your vehicle, the guys load it, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I mean, I think there's a, there's a fatigue part that's come along as we've, as we've gone through and that's true in the business. And I think all of us in society, but, you know, we've, we've done a pretty good job of, you know, uh, of taking it, taking it serious. Um, and we, we obviously, you know, being on the board of directors, you know, was part of the, the ARA, you know, the clean, safe, essential rollout. So we took that early on. And, you know, I think that helps give some other perspective of things that we need to do, things we need to clean a certain way. And, you know, we've done, we've now wiping things down, tables down more frequently than we would have before and, and things like that. So that's all been, it's just an awareness thing that, you know, what we were doing before is probably not, you know, like Brandon said, it's, we're doing it one way and then there's a the right way. And we, need to be more like doing it the right way than the way we were no, doing that's, it before. That's excellent. And you know, it's just, it's, it's the fact that you're, you're pausing and making sure that you're uh, being responsible and looking at your environment and responding to the environment that works. Right. So, and, and you guys have found your way back to, you know, two thirds of where you were. And so now the plan is going forward. So where do you go from here? So, now I know uh, the initiatives in the ARA is to look at preparedness over the next quarter. And with the peer groups, we talk about business planning and we're like, hey, how do you plan for 2021 when it comes to asset refresh? Buying, you know, how are we going to, are we going to get, are we going to go with what we have? We're going to buy new tents. What's that going to look like? So what do you do? Let's start with Jeff. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts. Obviously we just hit November. Uh, I'm not, sure that you have a 100% dialed in plan for 2021, but give me your initial impressions as to how you're going to plan for that for next year. Well, I mean, for us here, you know, and again, I think part of it is, you know, the state you're in and all those kind of things. I mean, Florida having, having a Republican governor and things like that. I mean, he's been, he's pro-business and he's, you know, he basically is for his, from his perspective, there's no restrictions in Florida now at all. I mean, it's pretty much, let's just do, do this. And, uh, you know, that makes it a little bit easier in that, you, you know, you, you don't have fear that your governor is going to step in and shut you down. I, you know, being a region three director and being on board calls of other people in the region, 
I hear of governors, you know, that are much more, you know, much more aggressive with shutdowns and things like that. And that makes it harder to plan. I mean, I, I assume that we, if we don't have another major spike in Florida, we're going to, you know, continue to move in the direction of being, you know, hundred percent open. So that's sort of the way, the way we're sort of, you know, the way we're focusing in terms of, you know, preparing for it. We're not, we're not going to buy a bunch of equipment to do that necessarily, but it's, you know, that's what I, I believe that, you know, come the spring, we're going to be back to, you know, even further, maybe not to hundred percent of normal, but back to 85 or 80% or something like that. Um, and I think those are sustainable numbers, you know, 25% of it's not sustainable, but I think you get 75 and 80%. You, it's, it's doable. You think you have to boot, you know, tighten your bootstrap, pull your bootstraps up, whatever the phrase is, but I think it's doable. Oh, that's great. And uh, do you see similar things, Brandon? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be, you know, I can echo um, Jeff's comment um, about our governor. I thought he's done a really good job in, in you know, being able to try to get us back to a normal uh, track. We're, 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 we're very thankful for that, for sure. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I will say that, you know, I have thought a lot since COVID's hit. COVID's kind of taught me something that, you know, hey, I do like spending time with my family. <laughs> um, and I have, you know, we, we've talked, I've, I've been planning a lot. I think is what it's given me the opportunity to do is we don't know what sales are going to look like next year. I think it's even hard to predict. I think we have a, we have a ballpark idea of where we're going to be. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm taking a little bit of a different approach and, I, and I'm going to, I say this and I hope that we don't, I don't find myself, uh, you know, falling back in old habits, but I'm not really interested in, in taking on every job that comes through the door now. Um, I'm looking at, you know, taking, taking the staff who we have, growing them, paying them better and, and bringing more staff on, not, not a hand, not a bunch and, and do what we can handle and, and no more. And, and, and it's, I have this mentality right now. It's not about, how much we can do in sales. It's about how much profit can we make, which should be the right idea always. But you know, when you're in that growing stage, you never think about that. Um, so now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, you know, we're talking about no more Sunday pickups. Um, you know, we're talking about getting stricter on our Saturday delivery and pickups. Um, so we can have a little bit more quality of life. Wow. Excellent. Now that, that brings up the next point, and, which is, you know, we see a lot of people right now talking about, especially when we have these Zoom happy hours with the party and event groups, um, you know, how do we keep the employees motivated? Um, you know, are, are there plans where there would be raises? Probably not. But tell us a little bit about that. Like, what's that like? Your staff is not getting the OT they used to get, all that kind of um, thing. How are you um, communicating with the staff and uh, working through it as a team? So let's start with Jeff on that one. Well, a couple of things. You know, I've said several times to people in different places that this has been a really good kick in the tail for for all of us. Um, it it has made me anyway appreciate you know where we are, uh, what you know. It, it isn't you're not going to do you know twenty five and thirty percent growth year over year. It just doesn't work like that. So I mean, this has been a good reset for you know, for, for us, for our team. Um, I, I think for the staff, you know, a lot of them are appreciative to, you know, to be here. Obviously when you, when you, when you go from, you know, 30 or 40 or whatever to zero um, and then when you bring not all of them back, 
you know, it's the people who are the most invested and things like that. So it's, it's been pretty easy to motivate them. Um, and they're all seeing it sort of come back to, you know, come back to normal and, and back to what Rich said originally, we're doing, you know, two thirds of the work with two thirds of the people. So it feels just as, you know, just as busy. I did payroll today and there's guys with, you know, 58 and 59 hours this week. So they're not, those guys are not upset. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I think that, I think it's been good in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously none of us, you know, none of us wanted COVID, but I think one of the silver linings of it is I do think it's been a good reset to make people realize how good that they had it. I mean, I think that Brandon and I both are good people to work for and take good care of our, of our teams and all that stuff. And I think people take that for granted to a point. Well, I can promise you they don't take it for granted anymore. Excellent. And, and Brandon, can you add anything to that? What's the uh, morale been like at your place? Yeah, I, I, um, it's funny. We don't really have anyone working here that just wants a job. Um, uh, you know, I think they're actually here for work, um, and for a real job. Um, the morale is good. They're glad to have, uh, work, I believe, cause they know it's not easy to find either, you know? Um, and we are, we are just working really hard to keep everybody positive, you know, bring lunch in once in a while. We are talking, we are having conversations about, you know, Hey, this is what it looks like. This is how we can, you know, do different things on getting people their potential, um, their, you know, raises or anything like that. But everybody kind of knows what the deal is. I have a staff here that are, you know, they're, they're younger, uh, but they feel very confident. They feel, they feel happy to have a job and uh, on a, you know, we've actually a little bit different for us. Like we, we've not paid out much over time. We've been, but everyone's getting a, a close to almost 40 hours or maybe like a little bit of overtime since, um, the, uh, you know, since COVID hit, basically we've only, you know, we've only paid out like 120 hours of overtime. So that part has been interesting, but it, like I said, the staff seem appreciative. Gotcha. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. So, you know, last question here for both of you. What in the short term, what are you most looking forward to? This has been a very optimistic podcast, so I appreciate both your time. Uh, but short term, what are you looking forward to? And long term, what are you looking forward to? So let's start with Jeff. Have things back the way that they were. You know, being able to gather with, you know, gather with our friends and, you know, go to ARA events where everybody's everybody comes. No one has to do it virtually because they're afraid. And, you know, our bad group is meeting in a couple of weeks and some of the guys can't come because their family doesn't feel safe for them to travel. I mean, all that stuff. I'm ready for all that stuff to be over. Um, and, you know, when looking forward to it being over. Excellent. Good one. And, and how about you, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I look forward to getting back to the um, social events with the all of the friends that we've met through the rental groups. Um, I I do worry a little bit to see how different it's going to look when we go into our next you know rental show or our next uh, you know event. Um, it's going to be it's going to be uh, interesting to see who who's kind of uh, it's, it's like Hunger Games who survived it, right? <laughs> but I am looking forward to slow getting back to normal i'm looking forward to you know focusing on the business of you know trying to make it stronger and not bigger um i'm also looking forward to you know yeah just getting getting back to a point where we're not always doubting our decisions because we don't know if COVID's going to mess it up or not true that yeah well we appreciate both your words of wisdom, especially, you know, the conversations around reset and having a stronger business in the future. 
Um, that's just tremendous. And, and uh, again, thank you both for being on the p- podcast today on Peer Talk. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. We appreciate you very much, you and your group. You do a great job. Thank you right back. All right. Take care, guys. Take care. We want to thank today's sponsor, PeerTech, the industry's first real-time quarterly and affordable financial benchmarking tool. Real-time industry data with actionable insights. Contact PeerTech today at peertechappapp.com. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk. 